Hello there and welcome to Roll Out the Barrel, the podcast for UK-based Milwaukee Brewers fans. My name's Sean, you may know me as Josh Haders here. With me is the grandfather, or maybe just the father, of UK Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Oh, I'm good, mate. You? <laughs> yeah, really, really yeah. good, yeah. I've got to start with a thanks, mate, for uh, allowing me to uh, get involved in this podcast. I know that you did something last year, yeah. and it's great that we can team up and do this together. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great that I actually managed to find you. I mean, obviously, uh, sort of meeting you at the London series last year was a, a real big uh, help for me. Um, I knew that I would struggle to do a podcast on my own, so um, obviously finding somebody with a, an interest in wanting to do so uh, was, was a real good help. So, uh, yeah, so it was great to meet you last summer, and obviously, hopefully this summer we'll get to meet up again as well. Absolutely. I mean, the big thing in the UK, all baseball all baseball fans in the UK is the London series again, London series 2020. Um, I suppose mixed emotions a little bit because it's the Cubs yeah, and the Cards. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you know, it couldn't have been two worst teams for us, really, could it? It couldn't, but you know what? I'm looking forward to sitting there for two days and just booing. And I think that's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, you know. And yeah. you know what? The, the thing is, we're baseball fans, and to watch any kind of Major League Baseball live is just a real pleasure, yeah? Yeah, of course, and that's, that's one of the things that the London Series brings to us, isn't it? It's basically an opportunity to see uh, uh, baseball live at a slightly reduced cost. I, I say slightly because the tickets aren't exactly cheap, are they? So, um, no, they're no, um, not. But, you know, they're, they're definitely cheaper than uh, sort of flying over to America, aren't they? So. Yeah, so, a little yeah, bit. So looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, me too, me too, and yeah, as as, as people who may be listening uh, may or may not know, my son is, uh, Mike, he's the UK Cubs guy. In the first place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to be giving him plenty of ribbing, I might I might support the cards for a while for no other reason, just to, uh, just to wind him up a little bit, but it's going to be great fun, really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, me too, so. So, the big news, has there been any Brewers news this week you've heard of it? Uh, I think there was a slight hint of some news yesterday, wasn't there? Um, I think um, uh, I went onto the internet and uh, wanted to have a look at how the uh, Cactus League was going, and I saw we were 7 0 down, so I started uh, having a look at Twitter instead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something uh, quite small popped up, didn't it? Something to do with uh, Christian Yelich? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. so um, obviously, I, I'm guessing everybody has heard the news that he's going to be extending for. Is it he's extending for eight years? So he'll be with us for ten years. Yeah, now? I believe. You know, the slightly mixed reports. What I've heard is he's extending for seven on top of his two, which makes it nine. But then people are talking ten. But then other people are talking he's with us till 2028. So there's a slight yeah. mixed mix message, but. It's somewhere between eight and ten years, I believe. So, um, yeah, so it's, I think it's the great, uh, great news. Yeah, I think the Brewers are, are due to kind of make it official on Friday. So we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, we're obviously recording before that. So um, um, I think hopefully we'll find out the news um, on Friday, yeah. and yeah. everybody will be happy. Um, yeah. But obviously, it brings up some questions because. Um, Obviously, we haven't spent money to try and keep the likes of Grandal and Moose over the um, the winter. So um, mm-hmm. uh, I know Miami Marlins are particularly uh, finding it interesting that we're spending some some major money on uh, a a player of Yelich's quality without having anybody to back him up. But um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> each their own, I guess. You, you've got to have uh, each of the pieces of the puzzle in there, haven't you? So um, yeah, Yelich is a big so. start for that for our team. So. Um, uh, you yeah, know, I so totally agree. Yeah, and, and you know, this is this is the thing. I mean, you know, people look at the Brewers and they say that you know we're not a team full of superstars, and we're definitely not. You know, we've no. had some big names, and um, but 
for me, the beauty of this of this team, we're, we're a smaller MLB franchise. You know, everyone knows that we are, but we punch above our weight and we hold our own. And we have Stearns and CC and these guys. They have an amazing ability to get a lot out of not so much, if you know what I mean. So yeah, you know, I, I posted definitely. a few times on Twitter about this and said that for me. The, the team are bigger than the sum of its individual parts, and I think we see that time and again with the Brewers. Yeah, definitely, and I, and I definitely think this winter has been a prime example of that. So, um, with regards to kind of losing some of the big name stars, so you know we're not normally a big name star team. Um, so we've lost you know the likes of Moose and, and Grandal, who who were pinnacles. Um, but I think what we've done is is we've been quite shrewd and brought in quite a few players that are better than what we had so so we may have lost the the height of the roof but we've definitely raised the floor so that gap between yes. the the big names and the and the uh, lesser known uh, has definitely improved i think in this winter so yeah totally agree and obviously in a moment we're going to have a quick chat about you know, the recent arrivals at the club and uh, i think there's some there's some interesting ones but i think it's a bit of a money ball situation here i think the guys have done the yeah. stats we're certainly looking at bringing experienced guys in uh, and, and lots of yeah. utility players yeah, too um, Definitely. Yeah, and, and you know these guys—they know the game. You know, Stern, Cece—they are very knowledgeable guys. And um, we have this expression, don't we? In Stern's, we trust, and we smile yeah. about that. But you know, we genuinely do trust the guy. But he's um, not really given us any delivered. reason to not trust him, has he? So uh, you know, well, absolutely. Yeah, and and this Yelich situation really—you know—I mean, I, I mentioned on Twitter that you know Yelich is going to be elevated to a godlike status within the state of Wisconsin, but yeah, I think definitely. Stern's won't be far behind. So I think there's a lot of a lot of smiles in the, in Wisconsin at the moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah. I, I kind of listened yeah. to uh, the Lockdown Brewers podcast this morning, and uh, and I know that uh, Ben uh, was yes. absolutely ecstatic by the news. So um, yeah. yeah, so I think yeah, yeah. He, he generally typifies Wisconsin's uh, feel with yeah. the game. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's it's brilliant news for the Brewers. So we, we've got a player there who last year he had a, he had a WAR of seven point one. So you know this guy is is serious. You know we all know about his ninety seven. Um, RBIs. We know about his 30 stolen bases. He was clearly heading for a 50-30 season before he had the knee injury. But I had a I had a chance to reflect on this. I mean, I was excited. I'm still excited. I'm ecstatic. All the good stuff. This guy is is an MVP inside and out, and he's going to be amazing for the Brewers. And really going to he's going to spearhead our um, our offense going forward. But when you look at the actual deal. They're talking $210 million over seven years. So, you know, around about $30 million a season. And um, you could argue for a man of his stature, it's not the biggest financial deal ever when you compare it to the likes of Trout and these guys. But don't get me wrong, it's an amazing amount of money. He's never going to want for anything, and he's probably never going to be able to spend this money. But he could have held out for more. He could have decided he was going to go to the Yankees. He could have decided he was going to go to the Astros, the Dodgers, the big clubs. But... I think it's a real measure of the man that he's picked Milwaukee. He loves Milwaukee. The fans love him. And he hasn't been greedy. He's He realises it's a good deal. But I think this says a lot more about Christian Yelich, the man, than necessarily Christian Yelich, the professional sportsman. And for me, that's just an amazing thing. Yeah, and I, th- I think that kind of uh, resonates with us English fans as well, doesn't it? Because obviously we're, uh, we're coming from... Um, pretty much a lot of us from from sports such as uh, the Premier League where players make names for themselves at smaller clubs and, and they become legends at the smaller clubs but um, often sell out to uh, a bigger club to, to make their money and uh, Yelich had that opportunity and he's decided that he wants to stay with Milwaukee so you know for, for us fans we, we kind of 
I think uh, legendary status will will be given to him, and uh, and you know hopefully he'll be a future Hall of Famer as well. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. We haven't had a massive amount of Hall of Famers, have we? I don't think off the top of my head. So um, and you so, know what, as they as they bring the younger guys through, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about talk about our farm system or maybe our lack of farm system. You know, people are saying there's not one brewer in a prospect in the top 100, and I'm quite bored of listening to it now. I don't know about you, but you know, yeah. when you're bringing younger guys through and they're around people like that, they have such a massive influence. So it's not just about what he does on the diamond. It's about what he does in the dressing room for those other guys as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah and I think you bring up a good point about our, um, our farm system. That's been in, in on Twitter an awful lot the last sort of uh, week or so. Um, at the end of the day, you have to make a judgment. Do you invest in the farm or do you invest in players for the here and now? And I think we're, we're, we're kind of, I guess, looking a little bit at the here and now. But um, I think um, because of the way Stearns operates, I think we, we're not necessarily selling out our farm just to keep one big player. We're, we're kind of gambling with a few fringe players that could be great, that have had maybe injuries and things like that, that have had good numbers previously and could have good numbers again if they yeah. uh, fit into the right team. And I think um, I think they'll worry about the farm afterwards. And I think this season will be a good test to see how we go. And then, um, you know, hopefully Yelich uh, will have some players that will play as as well as he does um, and, and we'll have a good season. Yeah, I think I agree. And, you know, I was having a, uh, just before we move on, I suppose, I, I was having a quick look at the, the top 100 prospects and... Um, you know, there aren't many teams with a lot of players in there. I mean, I was for some strange reason I was drawn to the Cubs. I thought I'd have a count and see how many Cubs guys in the in, in the in the system are in the top 100 prospects. And they had three. They had three, and one of those is into the late 90s. So I think you can read too much into this. Um, yeah. Obviously, lots of media hype about it. Me personally, I'm not too concerned. We know there's a lot of people working hard behind the scenes to um, you know to bring these players forward and. I think, as you said, this season, next season will be interesting. We will see some activity in the farm, I'm sure. And we'll yeah. see an improvement, I think. But it's not something that particularly concerns me at the moment. So, And you know what? It's party time anyway. So we're not going to do any negative vibes today because it's all about Christian <laughs> Yelich, yeah? So exactly. This is party central. Yeah. Well, we don't do negative vibes anyway, do we? What's no, we don't. We don't even know what they are. Negative. We can't even just spell negative, can we? <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, so we're going to have a quick chat about the new signings. Is there anyone in particular who's caught your eye? Um, well, the one that, that recently happened, Brock Holt, looked quite a, a good signing. A um, mm-hmm. bit of a utility player, so I'm guessing he can play uh, anywhere in the infield. Um, seems to be okay with the bat, and I know he was very liked by the Red Sox fans. Um, yeah. But I don't know a massive amount about him, because obviously we haven't had him for, for that long. I think it was last yeah. week, wasn't it? Um, so I don't know a massive amount about him. One of the people that I'm pleased they brought in is Eric Sogard. He uh, was really good for us in 2017. Was it 20- yeah, it was 2017. Uh, 2018, he kind of faltered a little bit, had a bit yeah. of an off-season, and obviously got shipped out to um, the Rays, wasn't it? And then he mm-hmm. went off to Toronto. Um, he yeah. seems to have made himself his, his way back, so he's obviously improved. I, I know that he was quite liked in Toronto. He had quite a good kind of half-season. So hopefully he'll... Uh, he'll 
come back and, and be the 2017 form that he had. And yeah, then, I think you're uh, right. You know, he absolutely that that would be great, wouldn't it? Because I mean, he's a former Brewers player. He that, that season when he was shipped out, he was posting a, an OPS of 406 or 406, which you know isn't good. But then he's, he's between the blue uh, the, the Blue Jays and Tampa Bay, he was posting 786 OPS. Yeah. So he was showing some form there. 26 RBI, seven home runs. So there was it, there's definitely a player in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and uh, I know he's been um, he's been put into uh, what they call the platoon for third base. Um, yeah. I know he's predominantly a second baseman or shortstop, I think. So um, looks okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him a few times in the Cactus Cactus League, and uh, yeah, he's looked all right. Um, has got on base yeah. a few times. I don't think he's hit home run or anything yet, but um, yeah, it's it's still early days, isn't it? So um, so yeah, so yeah, pleased so. with him. The other guy that kind of pops up a little bit at the moment is uh, Mark Matthias. Um, obviously, yeah. we've signed him as a, a second baseman, but um, yeah. throughout spring training, we've been playing him as uh, an outfielder, um, and he's had uh, a couple of good games. He, he's um, so he's got he's a guy who's, he's got no um, major league experience, um, but we signed him from Cleveland um, November last year. And when you look, he's he's his last couple of seasons, he was uh, 2018. He was at Akron in the AA. Uh, minor league and then last year he was at columbus in the triple a okay 115 games he posted an ops of 797 and he posted an ops of 708 in double a the year before so okay it's minor league but he's done enough there for for people to uh, pay attention and or to take notice and uh, and to bring him up and i agree with you i think when i've seen him playing in, in the cactus league uh, this spring he's impressed me and i think there's definitely something there. i mean he's only he's 25 so he's not a kid but, but he's also got plenty of years left in him uh, as a professional as well. So he hasn't got the experience yet, but maybe it's no. just time to break through. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, uh, it will be uh, a push for him to, to break into our outfield. But, um, mm. you know, it's um, the, the, probably the second base shortstop area is, is probably um, up for grabs by somebody. Um, yeah. You know, we obviously hope Hura um steps up and, and becomes a, a great infielder and, and works on his defense as, as well as his hitting but um you know he's he's looked good i mean his game against the dodgers um he uh he scored a run he had two hits he got three rbis and he also stole two bases and this is against a, a team that's fancied for um you know a, a world series this year and i mean yeah i know it's, it's only spring league but it's um you know <laughs> When when you're starting games in the, in the Cactus League, um, generally your starters are half of what you want to start, and yes. you know, and then there's quite a few fringe players. So so you know I think that was a, it was a pretty good start for him as well. So uh, so he looks pretty cool. Uh, then the other one that I've been trying to keep an eye on is is Omar Navarez. Yeah. Um, and obviously the reason why I'm interested in him is because he's obviously our direct replacement for uh, Grandel. Uh, everybody's been saying that his numbers are similar to that of Grandel's, but he's not as good behind the plate. So um, mm-hmm. it's been interesting to keep an eye on. Um, he, uh, I would agree with with people's opinions. He doesn't look as as assured behind the plate. Um, he yeah. doesn't seem to frame the ball as as well as Grandel does. Um, mm. But you know, if he can hit the ball and he can get us some runs and, and he can generally stop the ball and protect that home plate, then so be it. You know, um, we're, yeah, we're paying yeah. him. I, I, yeah, I think we're going to pay think, him far can... less than we we would have done for Grandel. So, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's signed to a one-year deal at two point seven million dollars, so he's a uh, yeah. he's definitely the other end of the pay scale. But I think you're right there. I mean, and when you, again, when you look at his numbers over the last couple of years. 
He's a good attacking player, good aggressive player. For Seattle last year, um, 22 homers, 55 RBIs, an OPS of 813. So these are good figures. The year before, he was posting 795 at the White Sox uh, OPS. So he's a good attacking player. But you're right. I think the question is, is he a better better defensive player, for instance, than Manny Pena? Probably not. But with Pena, the trade-off is he doesn't have the same aggression. So you know what? There could be some interesting choices to be made at catching this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think the word platoon's been banded around quite a lot. And I think we'll probably see that with a lot of our infield. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and I had to look up what platoon meant. Um, I had no <laughs> idea what this word was. So um, yeah, for, from my understanding, obviously it's it's a group of people that will play in positions. So um, you know, I think we're we're building that, aren't we? We're building yeah. a, a good platoon of players that we can draw on to put in any position. Um, so yeah, so you know, I, I think we've we've worked shrewdly in the in the winter rather than than kind of going all out like um, a lot of people expected us to. Yeah, my reflection just you know when I was looking through this uh, you know a day or two ago is that we've definitely got platoon. Um, we've got players that can play in several positions. So you got yeah Jerko playing. He can play second base, third base, shortstop. Yep. You've got obviously Sogard second base, third base, shortstop. Ryan Healy's first and third base. You got Luis Arias who's obviously going to come in the shortstop as a uh, he's going to be uh, the challenger for Orlando Arcia this year. He can also play second base. So when you look, there are options. Mark Matias, who you mentioned earlier, yeah, second yeah. base, third base, shortstop. These are genuine utility players who you can slot in. So the, the plan uh, clearly is to have that backup and that depth in the squad as we go through injuries throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's definitely how I see the, uh, the the way the recruitment's gone in the winter. So, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be as bad this season as people are predicting us to be. Um, mm. And I know people are banding around that they reckon we'll, we'll possibly be uh, fighting for that fourth spot. Um, I don't think so. I think we'll be... we'll be. I, I can't see us winning the division, but I can see us challenging for the wild card. Um, yeah. So um, it all depends on, on runs, injuries, and, and, you know, kind of who slots in, really. So yeah, I'm fairly uh, optimistic. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think fourth is, um, and I would say this as a Brewers fan, yeah, but I think fourth is very pessimistic. I've seen absolutely no evidence that the Cubs are a better team than us. They haven't done a lot in the winter. The so Reds they got have Hernan spent... Perez, though, didn't they? So... They, got, they got Hernan Perez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Reds have spent a lot of money, They've bought in some signings. Obviously, the Moose is now playing for the Reds. Yeah. The Cards didn't do a lot, but again, they're already a strong side, but... The thing I love about the NL Central is that it's a highly competitive league. And you know what? Apart from the Pirates, who I think probably will finish bottom, any of those other four, I can see an argument for why any of them could possibly win that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's it's such an exciting league. It's, you know, you've got the Yankees winning their league hands down, the Astros doing the same, the Dodgers doing the same. We don't have that. And it's so much more exciting as a fan to... uh, I think that's a... general national league as well though isn't it because if you look at the east that's very um very mm-hmm. close as well yeah. not so um up on the west i have to say but i know the east with um phillies and the mets and yeah all the others 
<laughs> all of the others, I can't yeah. think off the top of my head, are all, all fairly close. And yeah. uh, and I think I know they're very uh, very excited by their season as well. And I, I kind of had listened to the uh, PTBNL uh, is it podcast to be named later? Um, yes, yeah. Episode um, on the NL East, um, and they were saying pretty much the same as what we're saying in the Central that anybody could win the division and anybody could be kind of second, third, fourth. So yeah, so it, it should be a good season, I think. Okay, so just before we leave the uh, the new signings, I mean the the other big area to talk about, we've got big changes to our rotation this year. Yeah, so yeah. we lost we lost some arms, we've traded some arms. So there's there's, there's four big names there, or four names. Um, Brett Anderson, uh, obviously yeah. we brought in from from Oakland uh, again, over ten years experience in the ML MLB. Um, yeah, very very experienced a campaign at left hander as well. We have got Josh Lindblom. Who's coming to us from the Korean League, from the KBO, yeah. um, where he played for the Lottie Giants and the Doosan Bears, believe it or not. Yeah. So those are the two teams. Um, he was posting decent figures there. He had a 63-34 win-loss, ERA 3.55. So, you know, he was doing some stuff out there. The, the one guy that, that's caught my attention is Eric Lauer. Again, he's younger. He's 24 years of age. Left-hander as well. Um, only a year's experience in, in the MLB. Uh, came to us uh, from the Padres as part of the uh, deal. So him and Urias come to us, and we traded Zach Davis and Trent Grisham. I believe he could make our our rotation uh, this season. Um, in spring training, I've been impressed. Um, he's pitched well. He seems to have good control. Yeah. So he's one of the, that's caught my eye. And then we've got David Phelps, uh, who's come from... Well, he was at the Blue Jays and the Cubs last year. Um, again, seven years' experience under his belt in the Major League. So I think it's a bit like um, the offensive players and the bats. We've gone for experience, uh, apart yeah. from Lauer, who was a bit more of a wild card. But their figures are pretty good. Again, we've kept the sweet one-year deals, apart from Lindblom, who's got a three-year, $9 million deal. But the others, they're on one-year, five- and one-year, $2 million deals. So yeah. I think the club are trying to keep them hungry. Um, yeah. And, you know, talking on the rotation, I mean, if you're looking at five arms to start for us this year, who do you think those five are going to be? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't second guess um, Craig Council, to be honest. Uh, we all know yeah. how he likes to play. He doesn't He doesn't leave starters in for six, seven, eight innings. He, t- he tends to put them in for four or five. Yes. Um, but, um, obviously, Freddie Peralta having been um, extended, so he's now got a five-year contract with the club. So I think he'll be part of that. Corbin Burns, everybody's been talking about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could be one of the five. Um, I think you're right with, with kind of Brett Anderson. Um, and um, we've also got Brandon Woodruff as well, haven't we? So there's, yes. there are some, some steady arms. I, I wouldn't say there's, there's any kind of real rockets there that are going to get people seriously excited about our pitching but yeah i think there's there's enough there for it to be um to be kept close pretty similar to how we've been the last couple of years really where, where we can keep games close um and allow our um our offense to do the work and then obviously get um our bullpen in to close the games out so um so yeah, yeah so absolutely. so i'd definitely say sort of woodruff uh Lindblom, peralta probably burns um, um, yeah, I don't know really. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a loss for you. Yeah, tends to yeah. pay a bit more attention to catching and um, you know, um, yeah, which is natural, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I bowl, you know I played cricket for a number of years and I was a bowler, so maybe that's why I look at pitching more. And I think 
you naturally have an affinity to the players who play in similar positions to yeah, you. Definitely, I mean, I, I was, I, yeah, I was just musing over this over the last few days, and I thought, so who are my, my five? I had to pick five for the rotation. And, um, yeah, you've picked on Brandon, Brandon Woodruff, definitely. Uh, Josh Lindblom's come over to start, without doubt. Brett Anderson, definitely the starting pitcher, has been for, I think, most of his career. I thought Adrian Hauser. Yeah. Um, and then I wasn't sure between Eric Lauer and Freddie Peralta. And the thing, I think Peralta could start. For me, he's so good out of the pen that I'd like to see him in an RP position this year just because he can be so effective out of the pen. And I'm thinking, for me, Eric Lauer, or Eric Lua, however you pronounce the name, for me, he starts uh, on the rotation. But, um, you know, again, we've got options. And if the bullpen fires, like, you know, it was pretty good last year, in fairness. Yeah, we had lots of yeah. steady arms in the pen. Yeah, it wasn't as good as as 2018. But mm. we, you know, I mean, we had Hader, who obviously uh, missed the save. Um, How could I forget year, Josh Hader? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the year before, obviously, we had Hader and we had Jeffers, didn't we? So, you know, the yeah. two of them together pretty much were closing out most games. So, um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, Jeffers kind of lost lost it a bit last year when we, we let him go and sadly he's gone to the Cubs but you never know we might see him in London yeah, what did definitely. you think of the arbitration um, thing with, with Josh Hader I mean he thought he was worth six the club thought he was worth four and obviously the arbitration guys have gone with four yeah I I can understand why Hader was going for it um, because obviously you know he is such a big part of our team and I don't think six is paying over the odds for him but obviously I understand how, how the Brewers are, are working and they're, they're obviously wanting to pay as little as possible for as long as they can uh, yeah. until they get to a point where they have to make a, a, a do or die kind of decision really. But you know that said, he he's got eight eightfold his salary now. He was on the sort of half million rough. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. I was um, surprised by that. Yeah, he was yeah. on less than a million last year, and then yeah, all of yeah. a sudden, yeah. So you know, yeah, he's he's not obviously. I saw the interview with him afterwards. He's not unhappy that he's on four million. He just he just thought he would chance it. Um, I know that um, his arbitration case was based around saves. Um, yes, which obviously, yeah. when you look at Hader's saves, he's had something like 44, I think, in the last two seasons, but he had 37 yeah. last year. Um, yeah. But when they've compared it to the standard for the division, or for the um, MLB, I believe that the guy that had the most amount of money was uh, was paid because he had something like 125 saves over three seasons. So, obviously, yeah. uh, Hader didn't have the third season to back that up. But, you know, um, another good season this year. And there's no reason why um, he won't get more money. You know, there'll, yeah, there'll be a team that, that will be willing to pay him at some point. Yeah. Well, as you know, I'm a big, big fan of Josh Hader. I think he's an amazing, you know, he's the best closeout pitcher in the league. Not just the National League, I think, in the whole of the MLB. Yeah, personally. definitely. Definitely, um, I agree with know, that. I think the guy's amazing. Yeah, he's been found out a little bit. And it was, you know, that was the tragedy of last season, wasn't it? That, you know, it's against the Nats, you know, and... Um, yeah. I felt for the guy, but it's part of his learning, I think. And, yeah, definitely. Um, he's going to come back stronger. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think that's that's what's um, going to be the difference with this team, I think. It's going to be less about one person and more about the team. And, and I hopefully we'll we'll learn from that and we'll we'll make postseason again. You know, cause it'd be fantastic to go for the third season, wouldn't it? I think, would that, am I right in thinking that that would be the first time we've ever done three in a row? I believe so, yes. 
I mean, we stand to be corrected by anyone who wants to tweet us. <laughs> and let us yeah, know. obviously, um, obviously. So. We are, we'll say at this point that we are not oracles of the Milwaukee Brewers. We <laughs> are extremely, uh, we're big fans, but um, yeah, I mean, if anyone uh, wants to wants to tweet us with the whether we're right or wrong on that, I believe we've never done three postseasons in a row, but yeah, we stand to be corrected on that uh, by any of you more uh, experienced people who may be listening to us. Okay, so uh, before we move on there, Mark, anything else on spring training that's uh, come to your attention? Anything? Um, the only other person that we need to kind of mention, really, spring training-wise, is uh, Logan Morrison. Lomo! Lomo, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's had two good games uh, against the Cubs and the Reds. Two home runs uh, both in both games against the Cubs and the Reds. And, yes. uh, yeah, they both scored three runs. <laughs> he's a unit, isn't he? He's a big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. When he hits the ball, it stays hit. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've, looked, he, I've looked at him and he, he's quite impressive. But I understand that he's saying, I, I think he was an invitee, is that right? I think he's so. Invited, yeah. And he's basically said that it's either a major league contract or he's, he's going, basically. Yes. So, um, so, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. Yeah, he's not on the roster. He's not on the 20. Obviously, it's a 26 man roster this year, yeah? Yeah, true. Um, yeah. He's not on the roster, as you say. He's an invitee. He's made it quite clear he's not going to be playing at San Antonio or down at Biloxi or wherever. Yeah. So. You know what? He's put himself in the shot window, and it's it's up to the the guys that know to decide whether to offer him a roster position or not. But you know what? There's a little part of me that thinks going in so early and calling the shots it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth. But maybe yeah. the guy is just really, really confident in his own ability, and uh, you know thinks he's definitely worth uh, a major league contract. Yeah, well, there'll definitely be somebody that will be looking at him, thinking mm-hmm. actually, is he worth a punt if if Milwaukee don't go for him? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's not done himself any disfavors, has he? So. You know what? One swallow doesn't make a summer. Absolutely true. No. But uh, Orlando RC has been pretty awesome with the bat. Um, yeah. Uh, in spring training, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, apparently, he's changed his swing a bit, hasn't he, during the during so. the winter? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I need but, to get um, the same person to uh, alter my golf swing a little bit <laughs> and make it play a bit better. But, yeah. Apparently, he's altered his swing. He's done a lot of work in the close season. Before last night, he was a thirteen at bats, three home runs, eight RBIs. Yeah. So I mean. This is the, you know, he's a good, very good shortstop fielder, okay? We know he's defensively a good player. The question mark's been over his batting in recent seasons. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yes, it's spring training. Yes, it's a very, very small sample size, you know, 13 at-bats. But you can't not be excited that if he's done some technical work and you start to see this, you know, you're hoping that this is the RC that we've been hoping to see for a, for a while. Yeah, now. exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think this is his make-or-break season, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. if he doesn't make it this season, then I think it's probably time to, to cut the losses, I'm afraid. But, you know, yeah, he's, he's looking exciting. He looks like he's a good guy in the uh, in the back room as well. He, he always seems to be smiling, doesn't he? And he does. And jumping around yeah. in, the, uh, in the dugout. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping fingers crossed for him, so. Yeah, definitely, I think. Um, uh, with, with Arias joining us as well. That could put a bit of a in you know, a fire under his backside to improve because yeah. he's got someone really looking over his shoulder now, yeah, um, and that can only be a good thing for the club, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, competition yeah. for places is what we want, isn't it? And it's what we probably lacked last year. So, yeah, yeah. The other minor league who's kind of caught my eye a little bit is uh, Chad Spamberger. Um, now this guy's playing at Double A. He's playing at the Biloxi Shuckers. Uh, yeah. Was last year, uh, and I must admit, I looked at that and I thought. What on earth is a shucker? So I did a bit of research, you know, using Google. Yeah. And um, I noticed that their badge is like a clam or a, an oyster. Have you seen it with, with eyes and stuff? No. So, um, <laughs> well, so I thought, okay, 
I found out what a shocker is. It's uh, like a little blade type thing for opening oysters or shellfish. Oh, okay. This is a shocker. So this is where the name comes from. But um, so he's playing double eight. He had seven at bats, four hits, two home runs, um, and he's been pretty good in the field as well. So again, he's caught my eye a little bit. Hopefully, someone else is going to make his way up the grades and, and one day yeah, turn definitely. out for us in definitely. major league. So yeah, I think he's been uh, good to watch as well. Yeah, you know, spring yeah. spring training, it's good. It's it's like you know, in football we have friendlies, right? It's kind of a version of that, but it's a bit, a little bit more competitive because it's a lot of people putting themselves in the shop window as well, isn't it? So yeah, yeah so they do try a little bit harder than maybe we would see the Premiership players <laughs> in a preseason friendly. But yeah, it, it's I think it's a, a good thing to watch, um, particularly as it's also a UK friendly time as well. Um, that's so, the best thing isn't it yeah and it just <laughs> we've got games at 8.05 p.m over yeah. here which yeah is we just can watch an entire fantastic. game rather than yeah. thinking oh yeah. it's half 11 and i've probably got another four innings do i go to bed or not so yeah 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 and you know what this is the hardest part isn't it and that most of the uk podcasts talk about this it's the hardest part of watching baseball in the uk is the fact yeah, definitely. that definitely they're starting at midnight a lot of these games i mean if you're a west coast uh, team fan you really are in the uh, in yeah, the yeah, they are yeah. starting three, very late three, three ten starts and stuff like that it's oh yeah, yeah. i don't know you how better be how pretty it. committed right yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> or a student okay. <laughs> so one other thing that we've done this season um to make things a little more exciting is we've started the what we've called the inaugural U- uk us milwaukee brewers fantasy baseball league i don't think we could have picked a longer title no, <laughs> um, and you, you know what? We had the draft. Was it two weeks ago now? Yeah, um, about that, yeah. Like that. yeah. And that was great fun, right? I mean, the yeah. fact that I was eight there of eight wasn't great, but I mean, no, that was but, that was great fun. But the fact that it was uh, a snake draft meant that you got eight and nine. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you right. Sat there for ages, <laughs> and then you got two two in a row again. So uh, yeah, but we all wanted Yelich, right? So whoever yeah. got number one pick was going to get Christian yeah, who Yelich. Was, who was it that got the number one? Because it definitely wasn't me. No, um, I think I ended up with Verlander as my first pick, but um, I went a bit pitching heavy in my draft. So I mean, the format of that league at the moment, we've got eight teams. We've got yep. five from the UK. So there's me with the Birmingham Haderites, uh, yourself, yep. UK Brew Crew. We've got the Croydon Cobras, the South Bank Sliders, and the Newport Ironsides. So those are the five British teams, and then three of the guys from the US. We've got Team Yelly Hits, Team Wist Sports Fan. And then the very imaginatively named Milcargo Brew Sox. Yes. Which I'd imagine is an amalgam of Milwaukee Brewers and Chicago, Chicago White, White Sox, Sox maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that wins the award for the most for the best name so far. But um, this is exciting me a lot more than it should for a man of my age. I don't know how you feel, but I'm really up for this this year. It's yeah, going to be great I, fun. I, um, I played um, fantasy baseball last year with the MLB UK lot and yep. um, really started to get into it. And it also brings you um, a bit more uh, information about other teams and other players that you yep. probably wouldn't necessarily see unless you're playing against them. So, you know, um, yeah. I think it's a good thing for people if they want to get involved in or, or into baseball um, to definitely look for a fancy baseball um, to, to play because, yeah, it definitely gives you a little bit more information than you probably would get just by watching a game. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It's a more rounded experience, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um just before we came on air, I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a quick look at my team. And you talk about a fantasy team. I mean, just if you just look, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I've got it in front of me here. But so I've got Yaz, I've got Yaz catching for me, Mr. Grandal. I had to have yeah. I've got Alonso at first base, Keston Hewer at second base, 
Anthony Rendon at third base. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I got Korea. I know he's a, I know he's an Astro. Boo! But yeah, you know, I got Korea at shortstop, and I'm thinking, you know what? This is awesome. And then when I look at my rotation, Van der Kershaw, Gray, Syndergaard, Wheeler. With the likes of Hayda and Peralta um, as, as relief pitch. It's genuine fantasy league stuff. Yeah, I'm not definitely. sure how much this team would cost. Far too much, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only ones that can afford that. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I went um, very pitching heavy. So I had Verlander. Um, and I, unfortunately, I don't have it open in front of me because I yeah, have yeah. the... Uh, the Cactus League on on my iPad at the moment. So um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I remember. I think I went for um, eight starting pitchers. So I've gonna, I'm going to have to probably trade some away because of the uh, yeah. the pitching limits. But I thought, sod it, let's just get them in there and uh, and we'll we'll use those to see if we can price some bats from other people. Because uh, obviously Yelich yeah, yeah. went straight away, um, and I couldn't have him, so I was salt. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I think we knew that, right? When we saw yeah, that position definitely. on the uh, in, yeah. in the draft pick, we knew that yeah, yeah Leach was a Mike Trout and those guys. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that, and it's going to be great engaging with the guys in the US as well. Yeah, definitely, and, definitely. Um, I mean, and no pressure, but those guys should absolutely hammer us. Oh they? yeah, they should do, shouldn't they? You know, but, and hopefully <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll be able to come on and, and have a chat with us during the season as well as to how it's going. So. That, you know what, that would be awesome. And we'll definitely extend an invite to these guys to, to come yeah. on and uh, have a chat with us. And, uh, you know, that would be absolutely brilliant. Really looking forward to that. Obviously, this show is not just all about stats and chatting about brewers. It's also having a bit, having a bit of fun. Um, yep. And uh, one of the things, we're going to be playing a few games. Most of them we've yet to invent. But the one we're going to be looking <laughs> at is our Brewers Through the Ages Top Trumps. Which, again, I'm far too excited about than is natural for a man of my age. But um, <laughs> that's going to be real good. I mean, we can outline very quickly to people how that works. But I think this is a great example. It's one of those things that takes far longer to describe than it does to actually play. But, you know, in a nutshell, we're looking at the past. I mean, this is the 50th anniversary for the Brewers, right? This year. We're, we're looking at uh, Brewers from 1970 through to 2019. Randomly picked, random years, random positions. I'm basically going in a head-to-head format, me versus you, one of us pitching, one of us batting. The rules will become apparent to the to anyone listening as we as we play the game. But, Hopefully to me know, as we play as well. Well, yeah. You know what? The beauty is, because I've invented it, I can change the rules as I go yeah, along exactly, to suit exactly. me. Yeah, so that's kind of my plan, really. Think... So, you know what? That's going to be great fun as well. So, the plan, I think, is for us to play one innings per podcast, isn't it? Which means that... Uh, yeah. You know, an entire game which should should take nine um, nine podcasts. Yeah, nine should take should take us a, a fair bit of the uh, the first part of the season, shouldn't it? So yeah, okay then. So any breakout brews for you this season? I mean, we, we spoke a lot about spring training and the new players that have come in. Anyone in particular that you're really going to keep an eye on? Um, yeah, well, I'm hoping that um, Keston Hera has a has a good season. Obviously, it'll be his first full season in the um, in the starting team. Yeah. So um, obviously everybody was was well aware of him being a top prospect, and and when he came in last season to bat, um, made a bit of a name for himself. So yeah, hoping that he'll he'll have a, a really good season. Um, I'm quite interested to see or interested to see um, one how Arcia gets on. Um, yeah. You know, as, as we mentioned before, um, and um, then I think the one that Wisconsin really wants to to happen, I think, is uh, JP Firehorizon. Yeah, um, the the young guy that, that's from Riverfalls. Yeah, the <laughs> local who, Wisconsin yeah, boy. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the fact that he's a local boy, I think everybody wants him to do well. So so those are probably the uh, the three that I'm going to to look forward to seeing most. And then obviously we'll see if Lomo gets his uh, major contract. 
we haven't spoken about Avisal Garcia. I mean, apart from Yelich, obviously overshadowing everything, he yes. was really our major signing in the in the uh, in the winter. I mean, we'll give him a twenty million dollar contract. So um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Again, yeah. he's been posting seven ninety six and seven one nine OPS in the last two seasons at Tampa Bay and at the White Sox, respectively. So again, he's got some form. And just seeing videos of the guy striking the ball, he's, he looks quite phenomenal. So yeah. I'm excited to see how he goes. Clearly, the money invested in the CC and Stearns and these guys think he's a real player. So he's you know he's the one for me to look look out for. And I'm really interested to see how he progresses um, on the pitching front. And I was I was talking about this a while back, but I know on Twitter it's really gathered momentum now. But Freddie Peralta widely advertised. He's, he's, he's had a fastball forever, right? The guy's you know yeah. fastball Freddie's. He's been working on this slider, and the, the, the reports coming out of the, the camp in spring training is that he's, this is going really well. So a pitcher that can have that variation is always going to do really well. This was way before the five-year contract came about, uh, which I was delighted with, by the way. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see how he performs this year, and even more so now that he's got this, uh, this financial stability as well, and the club have really invested in him. So, again, excited about what he can do. Any thoughts on the games you've got for the rest of the week then, Mark? Um, so, yeah, I was just having a look to see um, see what we had. So the rest of this week is, is pretty much um, probably, I would say, fringe players coming out. So we're at, yeah. we're, at Cin- is it we're at Cincinnati, are we? Yeah, we're at the Reds, aren't we, on Thursday? That's right, um, yeah. And then we've got the Giants and the Rangers coming to uh, Maryvale on Friday and Saturday. And then we've yeah. got a split, split squad um, against the Angels and the Oakland A's on Sunday. So... I don't think we're going to see yeah. too much of the the big boys just yet. I think that's probably going to be next week or the week after. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's been talk of Braun and Yelich making an appearance at some point in the near yeah. future. But yeah, these guys were going to, as you said, these aren't the guys you want to pick up an injury in spring training. So, no, exactly, it's exactly. a case of just dusting off the cobwebs, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there was talk about Braun possibly being at first base in the platoon. So, yeah, we'll. we'll see what he does and yeah yeah but Braun's going to be a legend at Milwaukee as well isn't he so you know he's yeah. his former MVP is this his you know, last season possibly you know I hope um, not but that's the talk I mean for me yeah. he's I mean we have this expression don't we he's a clutch player and for me he's clutchy he, yeah. he's the kind of guy who comes in and delivers when you really need him to yeah um, definitely look he's a good player he's, you know he's yeah. had his problems in the past but he's been a yeah, yeah. life as well hasn't he I don't think he's played for anybody else has he uh, I don't think so. No, yeah, so um, he's a. Yeah, would love it if he uh, finished his career with us as well. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I suppose that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. That was it. Was like therapy. That was Mark. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a little bit. Wasn't How it? much do you yeah. charge? How much do I charge? <laughs> <laughs> First one's free, mate. First one's oh, free. Thanks, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, listen, you can catch Mark at, uh, at UK Brew Crew. Yeah. Um, Mark does a lot of work for the Milwaukee Brewers fan base within the UK and has done for a number of years. And me, I'm Sean, I'm uh, Josh Haders here. You can find <laughs> me um, at Haders here on Twitter. Please let us know. What's the Twitter handle of the podcast, Mark? At UK Brew Crew Pod. So, um, at so. UK Brew Crew Pods. Okay, fantastic. Listen, let us know what you think. Me, Mark, the pod, uh, any of those uh, <laughs> Twitter uh, addresses, let us know what you think, please. Your feedback's really important to us. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we've enjoyed ourselves and hopefully yeah, we have yeah. It's, do you know what it is a really strange thing isn't it um, to actually speak to somebody about 
baseball because uh, I don't know about you, but obviously my, my baseball experience of watching has pretty much been very solitary. Um, and it's yeah. only in the last couple of years since getting involved with the MLB UK lot that mm-hmm. I've actually started to speak to people about baseball. Most of it beforehand was just me watching TV. And uh, yeah. they always endorse uh, at MLB UK community. If you're uh, not necessarily a fan of the Brewers, but you're, you're a fan of baseball in general, just look them up. And obviously, if you don't support a team, then why not support the Brewers? And those guys at the uh, the podcast to be named later, Pod, they're doing this. Uh, if you haven't got a team, just call in and I'll pick one for you. Yeah, yeah. This? They've uh, had written all of the te- all of the teams on a board and put a number next to them and asked the guys just to say whatever number. Um, right. I think the guy last week got the LA Dodgers, didn't he? He got the Dodgers. So he was absolutely was... gutted. So we're going to sign off. It's been it's been a pleasure talking to you, Mark, and, uh, yeah, and, you, and talking to the guys out there. And Talk I'll you, see mate. you very soon. Bye bye now. Cheers. Bye.